I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. This is the first day of our Boundless Space Session, second talk, Embodied Hearing, Fan, Bird, Steps, Chirp, Whirl, Whirl, Breath. Hogan Roshi invited us to give a one-word label to each sound we hear. One word and then release and hear the next sound. One word, then release and hear the next sound. One word, then release and hear the next sound. Whirl. Wind belly, chirp, thought, gurgle. A mantra forms as we whisper, speak, chant the sounds of the world. A mantra that threads all sounds together. In this mantra, Any sound is welcome. Its expression happens. Chirp, whirl. Doing a practice like this keeps a continuity of attention, keeps attention fresh, immediate. Start thinking you miss the sound, but thought is just another sound. Pick it back up. Whirl voice, breath. Hearing only happens here. Hearing only happens now. Whatever sound the mind is labeling only now. No time to dilly-dally in. Was that a warbler or a jay? I hate the heater. This is stupid. I remember the time I was listening to the bamboo. I can't hear it with this heater. Blah, 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 whirl, wind, gurgle. Hearing is immediate. Hearing is intimate. A student once asked their teacher, How does one enter the practice of Zen? The teacher said, can you hear the sound of the stream? The student paused. Yes, yes, I can hear it. Enter here, the teacher replied. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Hearing is full. It's always happening, hearing, sound only present. Hear, hear. Whatever you hear is an invitation to enter here, here, here. 
In a way, immediacy is our practice. Immediacy requires alertness, wakefulness, tuning into the wakefulness of awareness itself. Don't need to do anything extra. Don't need to strain to hear. Opening up the hearing faculty, bringing hearing online. I know for me, this is kind of changing the orientation that I normally walk around through the day, switching to hearing. For me, is switching from thinking mind, planning, worrying mind, commentating mind, narrating mind, to aware mind, listening mind, opening the aperture of awareness wide. Hearing is wide, boundless. Staying in the flow of sound. Staying in the flow of sound by marking the flow with a single word. The stream of sound. Can you hear the stream? This is Rumi. What is deep listening? Sama. Sama is a greeting from the secret ones inside the heart, a letter. The branches of your intelligence grows new leaves in the wind of this listening. The body reaches a peace. Rooster sound comes reminding you of your love for dawn. The reed flute and the singer's lips. The knack of how spirit breathes into us becomes as simple and ordinary as eating and drinking. The knack of how spirit breathes into us becomes as simple and ordinary as eating and drinking. The dead rise with the pleasure of listening. If someone can't hear a trumpet melody, sprinkle dirt on his head and declare him dead. Listen. Listen and feel the beauty of your separation, the unsayable absence. There's a moon inside every human being. Learn to be companions with it. Give more of your life to this listening. As brightness is to time, so you are to the one who talks to the deep ear in your chest. As brightness is to time, so you are to the one who talks to the deep ear in your chest. I should sell my tongue and buy a thousand ears when that one steps near and begins to speak. Where do you hear sound? Is it out there? You know, beyond the window, the bird, the whirl? Is it in here? Listening isn't just a function of the ear. Listening is embodied. We hear with the whole body. We sense vibration. We feel, hear, experience, sound simultaneous. How do the eyes hear? The feet, the gut, the spine, 
to listen, the dictionary says, to listen means to give one's attention to sound. To listen means to give one's attention to sound, and somehow that makes me teary. This sashin, we are giving our attention to sound, the field of sound. Listening, listening is a practice of attention. Giving, receiving, giving, receiving, simultaneous. We actively engage the intention to listen, open awareness wide to hear the apparent far away sounds, focus awareness, letting the thinking mind quiet to hear the subtle, subtle sounds, the sounds that are often obstructed by thought. Can you hear the ringing in your ears, the sound of your own breath? What else is there to hear? And yet, hearing, listening happen all on its own. We give attention, we receive sound. We don't have to make anything happen. If you can't hear the bird, what do you hear? Listen to that. Enter here. We give ourselves over to hearing and receive the sounds of the world, the constant stream of sound. Textured, textured, nuanced, like a stream in or a river with its many currents. Depths of water flow, pockets of cold and warm, eddies of stillness, salmon, nutria. Listen more closely. Feel more deeply. What are you hearing besides the sound of my voice? What is this phenomena we call silence? There is a rich universe of sound vibration awaiting your attention to come to life. Your attention is life-giving. It creates universes. There is a rich universe of sound vibration ready to teach you about the play of silence and sound, of giving and receiving, of hearing and active listening. Wind in the bamboo, the koan says, hearing it closer, the sound is better. Listening practice is a lot like walking into a dark room from a well-lit space. When I do that, walk into a dark room from a well-lit space, at first it feels impossible to see. Everything just dark. Where can I put my foot? Can I walk forward without bumping into something? But then slowly the eyes adjust and shapes appear, 
space appears. I can take a few steps without banging into anything. And as we attune to the darkness, we begin to see more and more. We see how much light the darkness contains. And suddenly we can move about as if it were daylit. Similarly with sound, at first it can feel like all I hear is the buzzing of the heater, the sound of my own breath, the big sounds like the airplane or the cars, the birds. But as attention settles, as we let the thinking mind settle, as we become more curious about the soundscape and let the soundscape be more interesting than the sounds of our own thoughts, as we attune to hearing, which we have along Sashin, so this can take time. It doesn't have to be the next period. It takes time. And we can allow it to take time and attune to hearing and begin to open up this field we used to call silence and hear how loud this apparent silence is. Sometimes say roaring. So we're investigating or exploring the practice of toning as a support for our listening practice for this session. And toning is a practice of both breath and sound. Breath, vibration, body, sound. It's soothing to the body and allows the energetic and spacious body to awaken. In Buddhism, there's a teaching called the Three Bodies of Buddha, the Three Kayas. And I want to introduce that teaching right now because I think it can be helpful to have that framework as we engage with the toning practice and the practice of listening, embodied hearing. I love this teaching and you can unfold it for the rest of your life. It's not just applicable to listening practice. It helps me hold the three aspects of reality at once. The first is the nirmanakaya, the form body, physical sensation, obvious sound, the solidity, or groundedness of the physical body. As I speak about the form body, I invite you to feel your experience of the body, the solidity of body, the physicality of body, perhaps the groundedness of the physical body, the structural support, skin, sinew, tissue, flesh, muscle, nerve, bone, marrow, spine, the organs of the body, 
blood vessels. The physical body is our anchor, anchor in time. The body is always present like sound. So as we, if we get lost in a chaotic whirl of thought, come back to the body. Feel the body on this earth, the physical body grounded, held by the earth. As modern people, we have a cultural habit, I think, of being aware of ourselves mostly as a thinking body or a mental body, as thoughts, as thoughts and screen, face merged with computer, phone, a kind of up and out orientation to life and to the body. Zazen meditation is an embodied practice. It allows us to take that backward step into, down into the dark cavern of the body. And we learn to settle attention in the body, to feel the wakefulness of the body, to inhabit. I use this word a lot, but to inhabit the body, what does that feel like? to rest in the physicality, the grounded support of the body. We sometimes give this instruction to sit like a mountain, to tune into that physicality, that anchor, that strength of embodiment. Sit like a mountain or a large rock or to root the body into the earth, or to sit from the skeleton, and to breathe from the hara or the dantian, the belly. These instructions help us remember our way back into the depths of the physical body. As we are working with the toning practice, you can begin to become aware of how the tone and breath feels in the body. A common practice in Rinzai Zen is belly breathing, hara breathing, breathing from the tanden, the dantian, all the same word. I'm just using different, uh, different languages. The tanden or the hara is an energetic center in the body of the body. Four finger widths below the navel. The tanden is considered a power place of the body. Breathing from the tanden can be deeply settling and calming for the, for the nervous system. So try right now placing your hand on your hara or your dantian, four finger widths below the belly button. And as you place your hand there, allow your attention to move to that part of the body. And if that feels vulnerable just to be in the belly, you can include Uh, the physical sensations of being seated and rooted. 
and centering attention in the hara or the tanden. On the inhalation, allow the breath to fill the abdomen and perhaps gently lift the hand. And then maybe on the exhalation, the hand returns or sinks a little as the belly sinks a little. So without forcing, intend the breath to move into the abdomen. If it's not ready now, that's fine. You may also try this exercise sometime when you're lying down, placing the hand on the belly or the dantian and on the inhalation, allowing the breath to fill the abdomen and gently lift the hand. Breathing from the belly, breathing from the dantian, the power center of the body. As we inhabit the physical body with attention, we begin to awaken the other two bodies of Buddha. And this is mainly what I mean by awakening is becoming aware of something that's always there, or aspect of reality that's always present. So the Sambhogakaya is the energy body, sometimes also translated as the bliss body. When we, as we inhabit the physical body, we can begin to experience the body as flow, mercurial, movement, changing, shifting sensations, hot, cold, pleasure, tensions, shifting emotional states, feeling the body from the inside it's flickering, sensations arising and disappearing. Feeling the body from the inside, sensations flickering, ungraspable in their nature. As we tone, we are allowing breath and energy to flow through the body, to vibrate within the body, to vibrate or resound throughout the body. When toning body is vibration, feeling, hearing one. Sambhogakaya allows for love and appreciation, compassion and kindness. To attend to something fully is an act of love. And often it feels good, even if what we're attending to doesn't feel so good. So what I mean by that is just the act of being present is satisfying, can be satisfying, even if what we're present to is pain, what we call painful or aversive or resistance. It can be um, even pleasurable, but satisfying for sure to be attending to what is happening now, whatever it is, because it's what's true. 
And all the practice instructions that we receive, we have to make them ours, which means practicing them, like actually practicing them. I don't know if you have this tendency, but sometimes I receive practice instructions and then I think about practicing them as I'm sitting on the cushion. Like I think about listening instead of just listening, which is a common thing to do, which is why I'm pointing it out. Um, so the Nirmanakaya is the mechanics of the practice, the physicality. Put your hands here, breathe here, and then we do it. We feel what it feels like in this body to breathe, to listen, to tone. And we keep attending to the direct experience, which takes trust. I remember after years of doing breath practice, one day, the subtle sensation of breath in the nostrils felt so good. And I realized that I had been meditating with the mind most of the time, thinking about breath practice and whether or not I was doing it right, what it should feel like instead of just breathing. And when I allowed myself to just breathe, which allowed my attending to the breath to deepen, appreciation deepened. And more of me was involved in the practice, and that is what was pleasurable, being there for it. And this can be true of, for turning towards pain or welcoming sensations that we normally shy away from or push away or try to avoid, including sounds that we might find aversive. The act of turning towards with open curiosity, feeling fear, feeling the raw sensations of the knee, hearing the whirl of the heater, can be an act of love, can be satisfying because more of you is showing up for your life. More of you is showing up for your life. Pure sensation which sound is pure sensation, body sensations are pure sensation, has no good or bad, no better or worse. Touch, touch, sound, sound, whirl, click. Toning can be calming in the body and even pleasurable. It can allow attention to move into parts of the body that we usually don't inhabit or are not aware of or don't tend to live from, like the hara. I know when I first started practicing, I was not very centered in this part of my body. And so after many, many, many sashin of breathing from the hara, I learned to inhabit my body and my, my power more completely. The tones that we're toning are seed syllables, ancient sounds that are seeds, vowels in our language, in English, um, for most languages. Toning is a practice shared across religions and contemplative traditions. 
the yogic traditions of India, classical Indian music, uh, Sufism, Bon indigenous Tibetan religion, Tibetan Buddhism, Shinto, Rinzai Zen, all these traditions, and these are only the ones I know about, all of these traditions have a practice of toning the seed syllable ah. Which is pretty amazing. The third body of the Buddha is the Dharmakaya. The Dharmakaya is like space, its essence, its awareness itself. As we tone, breathe, and stay embodied, space opens. Space that is always there, uh, we become aware of. We become aware of the space within the body. We become aware of the space of our own mind, the space that surrounds thoughts, the space of awareness itself. We become aware of the spacious nature of embodiment, the space outside the body hosting the tones and sounds of others, and the space within the body hosting our own voice and sound. These spaces are not separate, same space, inner and outer, hearing, inside, hearing, outside, all one field of hearing. We hear thoughts, the same place that we hear the bird or the world or my voice, a field of continuous awareness space. The Dharmakaya is free, our nature is free, it's our original home, the ground of being, boundless spaciousness, imperturbable, continuous, ever-present, formless. Through listening, through attention, we can learn to inhabit these three bodies, which we are always doing. They are not separate, three bodies, but three aspects of embodiment that coexist all of the time. One is not better than the other. It can be liberating to begin to uncover and explore the three bodies. And these are not conceptual bodies, though I'm using concepts and words to try to point out their nature in our direct experience. <clears throat> When I have the habit of identifying with body as mental body, when I have the habit of identifying with body as through thought, through the thinking mind, I only tended to experience my physical body when I felt tension or pain or intense pleasure like eating or having sex. So the invitation to feel the body can feel opaque to the thinking mind. We actually have to learn to and trust in inhabiting body without needing the thinking mind to intervene. As I've learned to attend to breath, to feel the body more deeply, different aspects of embodiment have opened up. 
It's again like the dark room analogy. Awareness and attention is like the eyes adjusting to the darkness. The body becomes animated in attention. Attention is key to this practice. Attention is key. We attend to whatever we are aware of. We attend to whatever we are aware of, open to, curious about. And it's through curiosity, through the purity of our attention, listening, that layers of experience are revealed, are felt, are included in attention. Attention, as I said before, is an act of love. And it's an act of deep trust as well. Because we're sitting on that cusp always of not knowing what's going to happen next. Call. Whirl. Breath. It's like wide open to the field of the next sensation, the next sensation, the next sensation. Frog. I'm going to read um, a poem by Kim Stafford. that talks about the three bodies of the Buddha in her own way. It's called Legacy of Beginning. People who begin to know the Buddha will apprehend in each person, each place, each encounter, the visible, the invisible, the secret, and the deeply secret. To raise a child to understand a dream, to care for a place, to know a river, one must attend to these four ways. Study the visible. You could say study the herd. Apprentice yourself to the invisible. Live in such a way as to deserve the secret. And prepare for the moment when, in spite of all you have done or not done, learned or not learned, you may, as a splinter in the heart of fire, be welcomed into the holy flame of the deeply secret. To begin, behold this beauty of the visible. To begin, Enter here. So I'd like to uh, practice toning together before I end this talk. So as we as we tone for the next few minutes, uh, you can tone the seed syllable either ah or za. And notice where you feel it in your body. 
And this actually is a good instruction for the remainder of session as we're doing toning practice, is to notice where you experience the tone in the body. And you could try to tone and breathe from the abdomen and see what that's like, from the hara, from um, the dantian. In the Bon tradition, they use the seed syllable za for the root chakra or the dantian too, uh, so both of them. And that's the part of us that's connected, rooted to the earth, and then the hara. So as we tone za or ah, and it's za, and you can make that buzzing uh, sound as much as you want, za, and feel your connection to the earth. Feel, feel the grounded support of the earth as you tone. So it'll take a few breaths, just quiet breaths, and settle into the body, allowing attention that might have been whirling around on some of these concepts and ideas and words to settle. You can even imagine draining the brain, bringing attention into the, the whole of the body, into the belly, the dantian, shifting from thinking mind to awareness. And uh, 